All right, folks, we're still on that 90-day train. The season wrapped, and then they did a tell-all. Oh my gosh. We've got a tell-all, part one, part two, and then, oh, a little certain cast member that decided not to join the tell-all decided to do her own. So we're about to break that down. And you know what? I couldn't do this on my own, so I invited my friend Nandy back from the Unsalted podcast to join me. Let's tune in. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Nandy. Welcome back. Thank you, Steph. Thank you for having me back. Hey, I had such a blast with you on just breaking down 90 day. I feel like you're going to be a regular guest. <laughs> oh, that is fun. Oh, my gosh. I feel so honored. I think I might, I might, I might cry. I'm getting a bit emotional. <laughs> no, I'm such a dream team. <laughs> That's right. So we couldn't just end the 90 day journey with a recap of the season. I mean, there was a tell all, right? So there's a, yeah. for those viewers that are maybe just tuning in and you're new to 90 day, they, once the season wraps, they do a tell all and it's a pretty extensive tell all because they break it into a tell all part one and a tell all part two. So we've got about four hours of goodness where they bring everyone from the cast onto the set and they start grilling them with a bunch of questions so it's it's a wild ride it's super fun and it's hosted by what's the name of the host i don't uh, her name is sean i just love sean that's it her name is sean i forget what her last name is but Mm -hmm. her name is sean i'm gonna look it up while we chat yeah she's i mean she's gorgeous she's this like stunning gal she keeps the conversation going. So, you know, she has some good questions. And then, of course, you get the the luxury of seeing the other cast members. Um, I don't know. Is that what they're called? The other couples um, that just basically call each other out or chime in with. Yes. Yes. So her name is Sean Robinson. I just looked it up. And that's right. The other couples speak on other couples that were on their season during the tell-all which is always very interesting it's always it's very um pious mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes so i was very excited for the tell-all um and because i'd never i've never watched one before because i'm the 90-day newbie here so um i found it pretty awesome i mean there was one couple noticeably absent which yes, yes, we'll yes. get into a little bit later on yeah um and most couples were on set uh except for hazel and Tarek because i guess they came into close contact with uh someone with covid and so they were in isolation in separate mm-hmm. rooms and they were dialing in virtually yeah but yeah, yeah. for the most part, everyone else was on set. So yeah. I guess, you know, what was your initial reaction to the tell-all? Well, like it, not like it? I always love a tell-all. So even though, as I said in uh, your previous podcast, that I found this season to be a bit boring um, as like a sort of quote-unquote veteran of watching the show, mm-hmm. tell-alls are always a good time because it's when it gets grimy and dirty and juicy. There's always some sort of reveal that you did not know during the season. So it's, and the other couples calling each other out, which is always entertaining because it's just like, you're essentially watching somebody else call out another person on something that they actually do. So that is always a good time. And I find that Sean really comes with the hard-hitting questions. So I would always watch a tell-all because it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, and I'm like, it's funny, like hearing you say, yeah, there's always a big reveal or something. I'm like, yeah, we got a few of those kind of on <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> this tell-all. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Okay, I don't even know where to begin, Nancy. Well, maybe let's let's do um, the, the a bit of the tell all what comes out for each couple. So we can do, for example, um, I found interesting was Tariq Hazel and Minty. Oh yes, that's their the thruple. Um, during the tell all, it was interesting because I find that Tariq provides nuggets of goodness to other people in their complex relationships like you'll say you know 
bro, you can't do that. Oh man, you're really not like, you know, Jovi and um, his whole stripper situation. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro, you can't do that. But then he's involved in this whole throuple where he's seeing Minty, <laughs> the other woman behind Hazel's back. And from what I've been reading, because I read up a bit on this stuff, when you're in a throuple, you can't do that. The other person yeah. has to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting that he had a lot to say to Jovi about being hanging out with strippers. You know, it, for me, it was kind of interesting to watch Tarek through this whole thing or Tariq. Sorry, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I don't know either. Okay, well, we'll just go with it. Yeah. Um, but like, I found it so hilarious that this guy is offering up all this commentary because they left him and Hazel till kind of part two of the yeah. tell all. So it was quite later on in all the juicy stuff, but like, he's kind of coming across as like, yo, like, dude, bro, you can't do that. And I'm thinking like the whole time I'm like, well, this is rich coming from you. Like you're right, right, right. coming, dude. Like- exactly. 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 Like really, dude, really? Okay. But, the, but that's the, I don't know what it is. That's the, that's what you want. That's why you watch the tell-all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Cause like you're here for the grime and the, the juice. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. It's going to get messy. You want the mess. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm here for it. Like I'm like that meme, like, you know, the Michael Jackson meme and thriller where he's just like in the theater eating the popcorn. That's right. That's, you know, where it's like, I'm just what... here for the comments. Like, that's right. That's right. Oh yes. Totally here <laughs> for the comments. <laughs> Yeah, and so, I mean, with Tarek and Hazel, obviously a few things came out that he had still been talking to Minty, and she confirmed that even just that day they had been chatting. And so, I mean, the whole group kind of jumped on that of, like, no, she's asking (gasps) Yeah, like, everyone was freaking out. And they were like, dude, like, she's asked you how many times now? Like, you just need to delete her number. Like, just stop it already. Um, And he just seems so hesitant to, like, just cut her out. So I'm like, what's the deal? Like, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised. What do you mean, what's the deal, Steph? Minty's sexy AF. Well, she is, but... sexy bombshell of a woman. And her name is Minty. True. How do you spell that? How do you spell Minty? Well, they spelt it, I think, M-I-N-T-Y. Ooh. (laughs) Like the gum. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, what I mean by what what's the deal i feel like i don't know i think he's getting a bit of mixed signals from hazel and like if i'm being honest this didn't come out in the tell-all but like my hunch is she's probably not even sleeping with her husband at this point like oh no 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 no. yes i agree (laughs) she's not she's not so yeah i think he's just like okay she's someone that like actually makes me feel good and you know what i mean he's having a little bit of banter and I'm not condoning his cheating ass here, but I'm just like, I think there's more to the story that we don't know about him and Hazel's relationship. I agree. And I also feel that like, this is a polyamorous, polyamorous, polyamorous relationship. I don't know why I'm having trouble saying that when it actually isn't right. Like it's mm-hmm. not as if like these people, you know, Tariq came to her, uh, to Hazel and Hazel came to vice versa saying, listen, I can't love just one person. I need to be in a relationship with multiple people. No, it was her saying, I'm a lesbian. I'm actually bisexual, which we all think she's a lesbian. I slipped up there. And then it was just like, okay, well, how can we make this work? And I think maybe because of her very strict Christian upbringing, it's like, oh, well, this can work if we bring another woman in from time to time into our relationship. That's why I think it's not working because I think the the tenements of being like, like I know I'm talking like I'm an expert, like I'm the polyamorous expert here, but what I've seen and what I've read on TV, <laughs> on, I'm sorry, what I've read and I, I figured out is that like, you have to have some ground rules and some understandings. And I don't think any of them did because no. she actually wants to break off from him, but she needs her green card and actually go live and be with the woman. Minty actually likes him and Tariq likes her because they have a, like you said, that banter and she mm-hmm. makes him feel good because he's not yep. getting any of that from Hazel. Exactly. And I think she's exactly what you said. I think Hazel's just in a relationship to get her green card, let this play out, bring her son over. Right. You know what I mean? Kind of create a new life and then she can branch out 
and do what she actually wants to do. So to me, um, Tarek is her transition plan, her right. gradual return to bisexuality plan, you know? <laughs> Not her re- gradual return to bisexuality, gra- gra- <laughs> gradual return to homosexuality. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> to lesbianism, that's what, that's what Tariq is for her. Yeah, so, you know, he's just a placeholder. And as I think I said this before, he's just so simple that I think like he's just so naive that he doesn't fully get that he's being played. And that's yeah. that's a yeah. sad part to me. Yeah, yeah that is, that is. So, so next, couple. next couple, who do we have? Uh, Julie and Brandon, what'd you think about them? I mean, it was to be what's expected from a very young couple who's naive and doesn't know a heck of a lot about the world where, mm-hmm. you know, she wants to have a baby for the sake of having a baby because it'd be fun. And I think it's something for her to do and to get out of doing chores on the farm. Yeah, she, you know, it's funny because when I watched them on screen, like they were probably one of the couples that I enjoyed watching like throughout the season because like his parents were so crazy and the whole situation yeah. was nuts. And I just thought Julia was like cute and funny and adorable and whatever. But I got a totally different vibe from her in the tell-all. Like uh-huh. to me, she came across as being, well, one, very naive yeah. on her views. I think she came across as very judgmental for anyone that has a different opinion from herself. Yes. And it like it really kind of came out that like she's kind of a bitch. And like <laughs> I don't know, has the farm changed her her worldly view? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Cause she's or is it the very editing? conservative. The beauty, the beauty of editing. Yeah, it could be. Could be because I always felt that she was a bit bitchy. She was very demanding on the show. I found her to be like it's either her way or the no way. The constant threats of I'm leaving the farm. I'm leaving. You don't come Mm -hmm. with me, Brandon. I'm leaving. Like all of that. (laughs) It was just like, oh my gosh, girl, stop. Yeah, but see, like I almost kind of I think what I enjoyed about her and Yara on the season is like I actually really admire them for like being direct you know what I mean of just like this is what I need you're not giving it to me what's happening you know what I mean because like I think a lot of people are not that direct or they kind of dance around what they need you know what I mean and so to me like I was just kind of like oh okay I didn't really see her being like bitchy or anything on the season but I definitely saw her advocating for her needs and trying to get like Brandon to advocate for his needs instead of letting his parents rule the roost you know that's a good Um, point you're right yeah so I don't know but then I just saw a totally different side of that on the show Mm -hmm. like the tell-all I guess the tell-all yeah yeah Yeah. so I was kind of like all right well and I just I what I did enjoy with her was her um you know because she is so young um when some of the things that were coming out about like the lifestyles of other people on the show, she was just like, wait, the three of them are together. What? How? How are the three of them together? Yeah. Yara yeah. kept on to be like, oh God, like this is what people do. Don't worry. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Is she just, yeah, she needed a coach throughout there because she wasn't quite understanding. And I mean, Yara was kind of that coach for her of like yes. just spelling it out. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I thought we'd get more kind of juicy stuff from them, but we didn't really. No. I don't know. No, so. we didn't. Yeah, that's fine. So do we want to talk about Jovi and Yara since we yeah. were talking about them? Yeah. So the reveal there was that <laughs> Jovi has slept with a stripper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He had some time in the champagne room, you know. I And I'm not surprised by it. No, I'm not surprised. Like when that came out, I was just like, ooh, 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 because why not? Ooh, like that's because I knew that she would be upset by it and that'd be shocking to her. And that was one of her concerns before because she had heard that rumor that he likes to sleep with strippers. Um, yeah. But I was just like, okay, not surprised in giving the character of person the type of person that he is. Like, I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah, it was and, good. Like, I mean, it was good for the show, and you know, they did the lie detector test on him. Like, it was Maury. <laughs> you are not the father, <laughs> right? 
and my that was a lie really, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and i mean props to yara she kind of bounced back from that i thought pretty well like i mean it was pretty shocking news to see your fiance the night before you fly to vegas for your wedding yeah taken off with some chick and like i don't know why they didn't talk about this in the tell-all but like who the hell is his friend that like right paid to do that like what what are you doing dude because like that and i know this isn't the tell-all but like in the season when that happened it was like hey we're gonna go to the strippers and the other guy was like i gotta get home man like nah yeah. i'm, I'm yeah. tapping out yeah so like joey had every opportunity to and then his friend convinced him to go great cool he does and then like come on dude like obviously the show probably paid him to do that but i just thought Dude, what are you doing? You Jovi did not pass the time. Jovi loves a good time. Jovi loves a party. Jovi, Jovi loves a good time. He's not mm-hmm. ready to grow up. Yeah. He's not. And so that is just, I felt like that was indicative of the type of person that he was. I was really impressed with Yara at her maturity. And I just thought mm-hmm. when I was watching it kind of unfold, I just thought, you know what? That's the mature thing to do. Like this is your husband now, the father mm-hmm. of your child. And are you going to really spend your time like picking that apart when you know your friend his friend not to blame i mean he's his own person but the friend was involved the show was involved like all these pieces were involved in all of it it's like you're gonna let that break up your family no Mm -hmm. no exactly and i mean like i think yeah they are young they are you know kind of party animals but like who wasn't at that age like when you don't have those kind of responsibilities or anything it's like yeah of course you're out for a good time yeah and so i don't know of course because i'm borderline stalking these people now i'm very (laughs) invested i've been following them both on instagram and it seems like like i don't know they've just he seems like such a good dad. Like I know Instagram only shows you a snippet of things, but he actually seems like he really wants this. He's made some changes for the better. I think. Yeah. I don't know. So I was impressed and he actually had some pretty good perspective on the show when, you know, he was kind of calling out some of the other couples of like, Hey, yeah. So I don't know I think like the power of editing sometimes like they the producers likely lead you to believe a certain thing Mm. right and it's only like bits and pieces of it so I think they really exploited Yara and her I don't know not knowing anybody being demanding of Jovi because there's probably a whole bunch of other stuff we just haven't seen right right (laughs) right 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 right, I think they played up that storyline yeah yeah which they should and and I mean I did I felt I felt they did a good job of that because I did feel bad for her that she just arrived and he was taking off and he does have a drinking problem and that type of stuff so I'm happy to hear that it seems like that's sort of working Mm -hmm. itself out for them yeah and and you know Julia on the tell-all she was cracking me up like I think she had some good one-liners like (laughs) you know when Julia clearly wasn't getting that like the thruple means like yeah they all you know they do stuff together yeah yeah <laughs> in the boudoir that was really cute when she started to figure that out i thought it was cute yeah she's like yara's like of course they all sleep together they're all having sex like hello like just putting her in her place but my favorite yara line was when <laughs> julia is like yeah sometimes i want a baby but you know sometimes then i'm not ready but anyway i have a dog so right. and then y- yara goes dog is not baby julia and just <laughs> laughing oh my god like i think i saw a 90 day meme like the next day like i was laughing so hard of that's this, right like... that was very that was hilarious dog is not baby julia <laughs> It still cracks me up to this day. It was. It was very cute. It was, it, but it's, I mean, it, the reason why it was so funny is because of her, like, very, like, very matter-of-fact way of stating it. Mm-hmm. It exactly. just was so, like, it was so punchy and yeah. accurate that it was so good. Yeah, because, like, she wasn't trying to be funny. It was just, like, exactly what you say, so matter-of-fact. So. Yeah. 
cracked me up. I'm like, oh my God. So I just think we finally saw a different side of Yara that I'd kind of... Good point. You know, we didn't see that. We didn't see her being funny and happy and hilarious and all that stuff in the season. So I really love that in the tell-all of like, she seems like a really fun person. Yeah, yeah, agree. I agree. I agree. We got to see another side of her. Yeah, because actually there was one point in the season that we did see a little bit of that. Like, I think they were at his parents' house when his dad was finally there and they agreed to do like the engagement party or something. And they were all kind of shooting around and talking. I think they were like, well, we don't know where we'll end up. We might move. We might move out of country. We don't know yet. And the parents obviously start to freak out. And Mm -hmm. they're kind of like, kind of inferring like is she here for a green card Mm -hmm. and you know she just kind of put everyone in their place of like everyone thinks us you know we that the dream is to come to america and like newsflash it's not i had a great life i had a better life in kiev than i do here so yeah Yeah. just stop that nonsense and i was like oh yes yara came to play like (laughs) i was so happy exactly i was just like you th- put them in their place absolutely mm-hmm. let them know that because yeah. she probably did have a very good life but americans like to th- i think that's part of the appeal of the show and why the show works like you kind of alluded to in the previous podcast is that it's sort of like this <laughs> lack of better words bottom of the barrel like even people who have money who are on the show have this very like american is like where it's at and so whatever we do for this person in another country it's amazing. It's outstanding. And many times some of the people are just like, yeah, no, it's, it's not that great. I didn't yeah. come here to like, take care of your kids. I didn't come here. You're not like, yeah, right. You didn't give me a better life. Like I had a good life before I was traveling. I was doing things before. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I kind of, I really like that about just her being direct and advocating for herself and also kind of sharing a different perspective to like, because all these people seem quite polarized by their own views. Right. Um, right. The Americans. So I, I love that about her. So I feel like we saw more of that in the tell-all, which I was quite happy about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, who else was there? Oh, so we have and- Saeed. We have Saeed and... Um, Rebecca. 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 Um, the yeah. tell-all was, again, another couple that was kind of like very nice. Yeah, I mean, she came across as a bit of mama bear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, but I think the was... conversation, sorry to interrupt you, but I think the what? conversation was going too fast for Saeed to pick up. Like his Agreed. English wasn't that great. So I think she did that because he wasn't keeping up at all. Like I just felt, I just saw him. I just like, oh, poor baby. He has no idea what's happening. I know because like, Okay, it was one of Scott's favorite moments about the tell-all. It was just Zaid's facial expressions and him, like, <laughs> laughing at the absolute wrong time. Like, yes! <laughs> and I, I agree. I think it was, like, a language barrier. But he... Because the one moment where... And again, he's just being honest. And again, I think it's a language barrier. <laughs> like, when the host, Sean, is like, Okay, so, Rebecca, you've gotten all this weight loss surgery and you know, a little nip tuck and this and that hair yeah, extensions, yeah. And lip injections and whatever, whatever. Yeah. And so like, did you want Rebecca to look younger? And he's just like, yes, very much so. I'm like, <laughs> like what? And she kind of shoots him this look and he's just like, uh, like what? Yeah, I did. I did. I was hoping for that. Yeah. She looks great. And, and it was just like, it didn't come from a place of like, being a dick or no. he was just like being honest like yeah, yeah. she looks great and yeah. awesome if that makes her feel better awesome cool whatever yeah. yeah so he would just like crack me up at like all the just the stuff going on and like he would just laugh whenever someone was in like really hot water or being yeah. put on the spot particularly <laughs> mike and natalie oh yeah. my gosh like he would just kind of like sit back and like knee slap and kind of yeah i love that i love that about him this guy is killing me man yeah (laughs) oh good so so good so yeah so those two so nothing too crazy happened with them other than you know she got a bunch of surgery and he likes her looking younger um but then okay big mike and natalie oh a lot of drama went down 
so much, so much. I'm like shaking my head. I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So much. I didn't even know what to make of it all. No, because even like, I don't know, like I really want to jump into the screen and kind of bitch slap the smugness out of Mike's face sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's just like It is annoying. Like when he sits back and kind of like gives that like, "Mm, I don't know, like, "Mm, I can't even do it. You can't see my face right now, but I think you're visualizing like his little smug look where he won't divulge details or like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, you know, I just wasn't ready. And I just, yeah, I was, yeah. And I'm like, and he just doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, I made a mistake. Okay. So let's move on. It's like, no. Yeah. We need to have a conversation. Yeah, and she just seems so upset. Like, things obviously aren't that good. And he's not, like, it's almost like she came to play and she came to be honest about what's happening and he won't divulge information, which kind of puts her in a tough spot, right? Right, right. So the whole him spiraling on his wedding night and taking off all night and not coming back like i'm sorry but like i think anyone in natalie's situation especially if you live with someone in the middle of nowhere and she has no friends no one to contact right like of course she's gonna think he's like cheating on her or something like what's happening because that that's so sinister right yeah it's so sinister it's so concerning so i get as much as i don't like natalie and she can be a bit like drama and off the hand i was just like i get it and i don't know what changed for you mike but your explanation wasn't really a like it had not no meat and potatoes to it at all and and natalie went along with it but i think in fairness to natalie green card aside i think if you're in that type of situation you do go along with it. Mm-hmm. How can you not? Like you've moved your whole life. Like what we talked about in the previous podcast, you moved your whole life. You are here. You're trying to make it work. And you've kind of had the ups and downs of all this, but you guys still have this love and this situation happened, but you always wanted to marry this person. So it's like, okay, I, I, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I know. I just like, I felt so bad for her because he just wasn't giving a lot of information. And then like, Man, when it all came out that his mullet mom. I know. Oh my gosh. So his mullet mom calls like Tamara, like the neighbor. <laughs> and is like, neighbor slash I need family you. friend. I'm going to give Tamara, when they did that, first, let me stop you right there. Yeah. When they did that to Tamara, I was just like, y'all are foul. Tamara's more than a neighbor, she's probably a cousin. Mm-hmm. Or a very close family friend. You didn't have to make her just sound like she's there's a random neighbor. <laughs> because she was offering chauffeuring services. She's all up in the mix with everybody. She was talking. Like, Tamara's more than a neighbor. I know. I'm just like, Tamara, friend test, you fucking passed, girl. With That's flying right. colors. That's, okay? right. That's right. However, the one thing I will call into question from the season is like, you couldn't let the girl stay over. You couldn't let her sleep on your couch. Yeah. You guys drove back from Seattle. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, because how far, I don't know where Seguim is in Washington, you know, but I, I think it's a couple hours out of Seattle. So let's say like two hours there, two hours to drive back. Like yeah. you spent four hours in a car with a sobbing gal that her fiance broke up with her on her wedding day. Yeah. And she couldn't get a hotel to fly out. Like, you drove her back to her captor's house? Her murder? <laughs> Tamara, I thought you were a friend. Like, <laughs> I love that you drove her back to her captor's She did. She did that. She did that. Tamara did that. I think Tamara did that thinking that, well, they'll, they'll make it work. They'll just have to be together. Like, you know that, those crazy family members who think that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But then, so back to the tell-all, like, the fact that his mom called her to be like, all right, I need you to do something, Tamara. I need you to object. Do me a solid, do me a solid, neighbor. Like, what? What kind of a person are you that calls someone up, concocts a plan to ruin your son's wedding? Yeah. 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 Wow. 
So, and I mean, it sounds like they're on this season of Happily Ever After, and it, I just kind of, I haven't watched the full episode yet that aired on Sunday, but it sounds like the mom and her and Mike really get into it on that season. So it sounds like there's more to come, and that obviously was filmed probably while the tell-all was going on. Right, exactly. So I think maybe Natalie couldn't quite share everything she wanted to because it's probably coming out in this season. That's right. Because when they showed up to the tell-all, they weren't talking to each other and they showed up separately. Yeah, and he didn't really get into like why. He was just like, we took separate cars. Yeah, Yeah. but you're married. Like we know there's a pandemic and everybody has to be careful, but y'all are married and you live together, so why not come together? That's why I think, I don't know, I just suspect they've broken up. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. and they can't give a lot away because it probably happens in this season of Happily Ever After. Ah, okay, good point. Good point, yes. Yes, it is. Good point, good point. Okay, so then the next couple that we have to discuss on the tell-all is a juicy one, which is Amira and... Andrew. Yes. I didn't know what, what did you make of all that? I didn't know what to make of it. Okay, first of all, Andrew has some very questionable wardrobe choices. Okay. Oh, yeah, wardrobe. I was going to talk about his blowout, that he went to the blowout part, but go oh, ahead. Yeah, talk he about 100% had a blowout before yeah. that show. So, yeah. the guy's wearing, like, practically a three-piece suit. He's got his long, flowing Fabio locks, just, yes. you know, walks in like a total boss and you can just tell he's like I am ready to confront Amira like yes this guy was ready so I don't know I mean Amira shows up and then there's a whole kerfuffle I guess you could say with the producers that um, Amira has decided she will not face Andrew she will not talk to him she will not discuss anything if he's in the same room and they basically kick Andrew off set and and I mean he's pretty baffled rightfully so I think yeah exactly hey he wanted answers he showed up there and he wanted some answers totally which I get yeah and I get that too right and I think every other couple had to kind of face the music regardless of how tough their situation was so you know I don't think it's fair for her to just be able to shoot off all this shit and him not be able to defend himself. Absolutely. I agree. So I can see why he blew up and I don't blame him for just walking off. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Then you don't get to have your show with me in it. Then bye. Like, yeah, good for him. I just love the fact that he had to wait for an Uber. He had to wait for his car. That was one of the funniest (laughs) moments. Again, I rewound it like three times on my PBR and he's just like, I'm not doing this show. And he's all like, you know, I'm the boss. And then he's like, can I get a ride? Yeah. <laughs> like he went from like hero to zero. Yeah. Like it was, that was embarrassing. It's like, you might've wanted to lined up the ride before you like stomped your feet and had your tantrum about it. It's like, I'm not doing this. Get the mic off from me. Just like, I know. can I get my bag? Can I, but can I get a ride? Like, where's my yeah. ride? Can I get a ride? Can I get a taxi get a voucher? Do I yeah. get a taxi voucher? Like, I'm not paying for this, guys. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's wow. right. That's but right. here's the thing. I do not, I don't know. Something is off about Amira. Like, mm, me, I think she's like this, obviously, we discussed the last time, like, she's a smoke show. She's, you know, she's this gorgeous gal. So I can't think of, for the life of me, why she would go for someone like Andrew. Right. Because he just has zero personality in my zero. opinion and he's not exactly up there in the looks department although he probably thinks he is absolutely like i think he's a narcissist and it you know i'm i guess what i'm trying to say is we saw the evidence right this girl had receipts of the text messages that he sent her and i think he acted a fool yeah when she was in serbia and so he's kind of playing the i don't know what happened she never showed up she didn't Mm -hmm. get on the plane and we're like come on bitch please you caused this you know exactly what happened right that's right that's right kind of had a spat because you didn't get what you wanted right and you didn't make her feel secure yeah but like she was like I don't know. I mean, obviously she's had some form of trauma and I think he probably was a bit manipulative, but her reaction to all of this seems almost like too, 
too big for what she experienced, if that, I don't know, or what we saw her experience. Hmm. And then on top of it, she's already with a new guy in the U.S. Yeah, that was, that's the part where I kind of was like, oh, Amira, what's going on here? I kind of, I was team Amira in the fact that she, her point that she raised several times was, I'm doing everything. I went to Mexico and was put in mm-hmm. the jail. Now I went to Syria and I'm here. And all you do is yell at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Right. So I was team Amira up until that. And I do think some pieces of the Mexico story are missing, but yeah. I mean, that's whatever. Right. I, I, the whole point is from her perspective, she was put in jail for whatever reason, mm-hmm. whatever that is. And he didn't help the situation at all. Um, but then when she announced, well, I'm very happy and I have a new partner. It's like, well, Mira, something doesn't, this doesn't really add up for me. Not to say that she can't move on and find somebody else. But now I'm wondering, like, why is she, I always felt like I would defend her and say, you know, she's from France. She doesn't need to get a green card to live in America. Exactly. She doesn't need it. But I'm wondering if there's something that we don't know about. I think there is because like I think I shared this with you uh I'm not sure but like she had he was posting a bunch of stuff on his Instagram of like the truth on his stories and he's basically alleging that she was chatting with like prison inmates at multiple the UK and all over the place so I don't know I think she's just one of those like attention seeking she likes you know she's obviously a stunner I oh, think yeah. people to validate her and I don't know she's going from one toxic situation to another yeah <laughs> that's because true. that's well that's the part that got me because just like Amira aren't you in the same situation with trying to get to America that mm. you were with Andrew like you they're not taking anybody from Europe so how come you're dating this guy not to say that you know travel bans and the coronavirus should determine excuse me your love life but like you just left that I don't know. Exactly. And I don't know, because throughout the season, like even the way that she would describe things happening with Andrew to like her dad. Yeah. Seemed super embellished because like, I think like, look, COVID's going on. Everyone's at high angst. You're, you know, you've got this pressure of the K-1 visa running out, right? You've got all these kind of variables and at the end of the day if I just I don't know let's just say I put myself in Andrew's situation he's like he's trying to find a way for her to get there because he loves her and he wants to marry her yeah and she's making it seem like Andrew's putting all this pressure on me and he's and I'm like well no he's excited and wants you to get here and he's and you've kind of led him to believe that's what you want too so right right. is that manipulation or is it just him trying to find a way because you're really I don't know. You're making him out to be a monster to your dad. So <laughs> I don't know. Well, what it boils down to for me is that a lot of these relationships, right? There's not the basic pillars of a relationship. Rather, there's no proper communication. Well, yeah, because like she, I don't know. So like, if you think about, so she gets back to France after this whole or- ordeal in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And then within a short window of time, she's like, oh, okay, all is forgiven. I'll go to Serbia. Like what? Yeah. yeah. I don't kind of think she went a little crazy in isolation oh for 14 days like i think she was you know when you kind of get in your own head about yeah everything? yeah 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 maybe maybe that's it i don't know that that, that that very well could be it i mean i didn't support the trip to, to um to serbia at all no. i thought that was a horrible idea but i felt that at the time I felt, well, Amira really does like this guy, which I, again, like you said, I, I don't understand. I don't get, and at least Serbia is connected to Europe. It's not as far away from home yeah. as going to Mexico. So maybe this, this can work. Yeah, I guess it just, I agree with you though. I wasn't, I was like, well, I don't know. I can't process why you would even go to Serbia at this point, but okay, yeah. you do you. And I did, like, I do agree with her. She, it, everything was pretty one-sided in their relationship. She was doing all of the heavy lifting, right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So who knows, oh. but it's interesting again, cause I follow all these clowns on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you go on um, Andrew's page, every single picture he has is like a hair selfie of himself oh my god get out of here yeah and then just last weekend i want to say he was posting like 
party pictures with Jovi and one of Jovi's friends. And then, no! Like, no! yeah. And then later on, it was like him, Yara, and Jovi all sitting at a table. And yeah, so it was kind of weird where I'm like, are they friends or are they on like a press oh, junkie? He- like, no, he wishes he is not that cool. He is not that cool. And all that I think that I Jovi said. is super cool. I think Yara is majorly cool. I think she could go to anywhere in the world and she would get into the best of the best clubs. I think she just has that swag on her. Yeah. For and sure. Jovi has swag because he has lots of money. So he can present as being someone who's like swaggerific. But Andrew is not at all this show has gone to his head and he thinks he's somebody and i need for someone to cut him off at the knees because this cannot happen no 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 i say no exactly and you know what i think he just thinks he's cooler than he is because he's around three-year-olds all day that think he's cool (laughs) the toddlers gave him the glow up (laughs) yeah it's like listen newsflash whenever you inflate a bouncy castle you were 100% top of the pyramid okay buddy like exactly that doesn't translate to real life cheese okay? you have cheese sticks what <laughs> yeah like it doesn't take much yeah, <laughs> yeah you're a goldfish Goldfish. 100% so last but not least the couple that was <sighs> noticeably absent from the tell-all was I Stephanie and Ryan and Harris. Oh, deep breath. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Okay, go for it, Steph. So from what I could tell, we knew she wasn't going to show up. Um, again, I did my own little research here. And it sounded like through some of the crazy blogs I've been reading, it sounded like Stephanie was trying to sue uh, TLC for their involvement of her being assaulted by Ryan and forcing her to film, even though she didn't want to. Yeah. And so I was like, there's no way she's going to show up to the tell all for sure. Like if that's kind of some of the rumor of what's going on out there. Right. So the tell all happens. And then in the middle of tell all part one and tell our tell all part two being aired. So tell all part one aired and then in between the next episode, she decides to go on her own Instagram and do her own tell-all. Right. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Oh. <laughs> I watched indeed. both of them because she did two. Yeah, she also did a part two, which is yeah, hilarious. Now, two. full disclosure, I haven't watched part two, but I <gasps> saw a lot in part one. And I will oh, watch oh. part two, I promise. And okay. you can probably fill in the gaps here. But yes. Um. Oh my gosh. So part one was basically, if you haven't watched it yet, for those of you listening, it was literally her that has rounded up all of the people that she employs, I might add. So there was like her office assistant, her personal trainer, her, like all these people that are connected to her, that is one thing. And they basically all came on and she told her side of the story. Right. Right according to her and so it was very uh i mean it was it was shocking because she kept calling you know ryan the rapist yes like rapist ryan and i was like holy shit like this is some bold stuff that she's alleging and if you have like a lawsuit why are you getting on here and publicly talking about this like and talking about the fact that tlc hired him she kept us like star entertainment Star Entertainment hired him and they knew that he sexually assaulted me. And I just thought that was so strange and that was weird. But I mean, there's a lot of things that are strange and weird about the whole, about the whole thing. Oh my God. I had to watch it. I don't know about you, Steph, but I had to watch it in two parts because actually three. I started off watching it and she's dressed in the, lots of pastel colors, which was jarring to my eyes for some reason. Mm-hmm. And pigtails. She had very full, voluminous pigtails. Similar picture, Ariana Grande. Not with a high pony, but with two pigtails. Like, that's what it was like. And I thought, you are a grown-ass... Am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah, I've been doing it the whole time, yeah. Okay, you're a grown-ass fucking woman. (laughs) What made you think this look is a look that you need to present on what you're hosting, your own tell-all about, you know, you making very adult decisions in your life? Like, 
what? And that everybody thinks that you're an alcoholic and that you're a drunk and that you're a drug addict. It's like pastel colors and pigtails do not emote to me yeah. an adult woman at all. Fair play because it's like you're literally dressed like baby spice to L- oh my god like that's exactly a baby spice yes baby spice yes right <laughs> it's yeah because like and and it was like i mean she was getting people to work pretty hard in defending her um well they doesn't have an addiction issue there yeah. that's what that's what enablers that's what addicts do they're they surround themselves with enablers mm-hmm. 100% and so she was like have you ever seen me drink well no because you come to me for fucking fitness training so no right. I can't say you're crushing a bottle of wine when we're hula hooping right. um, <laughs> like what, what? <laughs> right or um, staff who work for her have you have I ever been at the office drunk and have you ever worried about me like being crazy well no well you pay your my paycheck and it pandemic so i'm gonna answer accordingly exactly and i just thought like wow here we go again so the same themes that we saw all throughout the season we saw in her tell-all right this misuse of authority this power hold over people and financially and you know like she's a very manipulative person and so i think you said it best it's like she employs all these people and they're not going to say no to her paycheck like they're just going to agree and say what she wants them to say and so i mean i thought it was pretty hilarious that you know she's just like i don't use prescription drugs i was exhausted i barely drink i'm like look i saw like you got your own kind of wine delivered to your hut your love hut that's right like you were like pouring that like mama loves her xanax wine she does she does she does and and here's the thing i i've been extremely exhausted before in my life and you know i've gone through jet lag where you are like you're you're delirious there comes a point where you're delirious and so it is plausible that yeah after a glass of wine she's even more batshit crazy when she's tired (laughs) sure but i'm like look man that wasn't normal like you were on and and i will admit like there were times during the season where i'm like this is getting uncomfortable to watch because oh, yes you know like at what point do you have a responsibility as a cast and crew to like chime in you know cuz she's yeah. clearly in some kind of distress yes. i don't know situation yes. here she's not all there she is not all there so she her own tell all both of them is just basically i feel her kind of rallying the troops her, of her enablers and also the troops of public opinion mm-hmm. um to support her and whatever she's planning to execute and go forward with and i you know when i sit and i laid out i wrote it out actually what her her allegations and her plans are you know, two plus two typically equals four, but in this situation, it's two plus two equals 5,647 because she starts off by saying, well, you know, when the show started here, um, Ryan and I had broken up. We weren't together and they begged me, they begged me to continue on. And I was like, well, I can see that because, I mean, it is a reality TV show and there are elements of scripting that are happening there. I can definitely see that. But, okay, so that happened. And she's like, but then they couldn't find him. So I called Harris as the backup. Okay, so what you're saying then, Stephanie, is that you went along with this plan that TLC had cooked up then. Because you're helping them. You're helping them with the storyline, right? So you call up Harris and you're just like, yeah, Harris, by the way, I can't find your cousin. And so TLC wants us to continue on, even though we have broken up. So um, will you play along with this? What? Yeah. That was messed up. And like, I don't know. I found it so, like, I remember yelling at my TV screen where she's just like, yeah, they wanted me to go along with this. And then they made me do this. And this wasn't real. And I'm like, what? fucking part of a casted scripted show don't you understand like everyone else knows this right right everyone else like why don't you why are you shocked that the producers wanted to get good footage or that you were filming for 15 hours a day of course you were or that producers would say can we ask like ask you the same question several times over yeah 
Yeah, I don't. I, I, and her, her staff slash friends slash minions are all like, you know, they asked us the same questions, like so many different ways. So, and they want us to say this way and that way and this way and that way. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like you said on a scripted show. Plus, I don't think it had to do with the fact of how they said things. I had to do maybe with sound or lighting and all this other type of stuff. And you're trying to tell me all the people who sat around that table, they weren't talking that same shit behind Stephanie's back? Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what I didn't understand. I was just like, um, I know if I worked with someone like her boss or otherwise, I would be like, um, she's not all together there. Mm-hmm. And this relationship is weird uh big time big time <laughs> and yeah i don't know man like i it's so baffling just her whole behavior and the fact that she took like a kind of she's trying to make herself feel like oh yeah no i knew this all along like i actually did this for my business i did this for my business <laughs> that is the best part of Oh, you haven't watched the second one, but in the second one, she says the same thing. She really pushes that along where, you know, this is for my business. And she's interviewed by a guy. I don't know very much about him, but I know you're good at getting the goods and the research. But he seems to have like a 90 day fiance um, YouTube show. So he's asking her the questions and he's just saying, you know, Stephanie, has this helped your business? She's like, absolutely. It has helped my business. It has really, you know, helped push things along. And that's the reason why he went on the show. And the show promised me, they promised me that, you know, Stephanie, just come on the show because this will help your business. And while she's like ranting and raving on and on about that, I just thought, huh, that's your business model is to go on 90 Day Fiance, expose your whole love life as well as your vaginal life. Yeah. Just put that out there for the sake of increasing your business. I don't know. I think that could have been fixed with a, tel- with a commercial, a radio ad, a print ad, as it were, um, a sponsored ad on Instagram. Like all those things could have very easily have done yeah. the same thing, I think. Or like, you know, the simple things, a business plan. You know, right. like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, to me, I'm like bullshit. Correct. Increased business through this. Like, yeah. I think she's increased curiosity in her. For business. sure. I For think because, sure. like, here's the thing: if I'm ever in some freaking Michigan, wherever she is, Grand Rapids or whatever, you're damn right I'm booking an appointment. You're damn <laughs> right because I want to go in there and be like, "What's your cheapest procedure?" And is Stephanie going to be there? Thank you. Right. That's great. You want to have like you want to have a Stephanie experience. You want to see her in real life. And what's 100%. wrong with that? Hundred percent. Now, I can't say I'd be a loyal long-term customer. I think what I would say is, if I let's say was a long-term regular of her business, and then the show aired, I'd be like. I'm gonna look for somewhere else. Like, yeah, yeah. I I don't know how like anyone can be like, oh my god, is this gal in rehab yet? Like, has her business folded? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> no. Crazy. What I would say is this. Here's what actually I I take back. I take it back. I would say this is that I feel that the work that she's done on herself, she's had done. It's very nice. It's very subtle. It looks. I think she looks great for a woman her age. Yeah. I think she does provide stellar service. What I would not be doing if I were a longtime customer of her Medi Spa is I would not be buying a long-term package. I would be buying like a, a on like a, a fee for service is what I would be doing. So instead of buying the twelve shot Botox package, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, I don't know if Stephanie's going to be keeping this yeah. business for much longer, so I'm just going <laughs> to pay for each shot at a time. And they would say, yeah. Mandy, it's actually more cost-effective for you to buy twelve shots at a time. And I'd be like, I know that, but this business may fold. So yeah. Gonna... Uh, yeah. Do you guys have like a Botox layaway program? Yeah, like, that's what I would do. That's I'm just going to see do. how this plays out. <laughs> that's exactly what I would do because I think she's done fairly well for herself. I mean, the clinic look amazing. The work that, I mean, she's had done it clearly done on herself. She looks great. It's very, it's very well done. So I would continue on using their services, but I would just deal with it a little differently. Yeah, fair, fair. Because like she does, I agree with you. I think she looks great, particularly for her age. Um, but again, next don't lie. You know, if you yeah, look at the next, the next don't lie. lie. And I, did you see those lotions and potions on her uh, bathroom countertop in the villa? Yes. Oh, she had a lot. 
There was a lot going on there. There was, was a, lot. a lot. But I, I have a lot too. So I, I get it. I get it. One day you do retinol. The next day you do something else. You have to have a schedule. And you can't let that go. You can't let it go because you have anxiety. I know I do. I, I have anxiety. It's like if I let it go, then my face is actually going to fall off and all the wrinkles are going to come back. So I've got to walk with everything. Okay. You know, I feel like I've been very negligent on my skincare routine. <laughs> so yeah I probably actually need someone like Stephanie in my life <laughs> everybody needs a medi spa person in their lives once you reach a certain age you need a medi spa person I need a medi spa with like discounts that's what I need like, well that's it so you have to go on Groupon <laughs> I know well and I mean I think that's the incentive as to why all of her enabling cronies were on her tell all because like like they're gonna give up fifty percent off services. I wouldn't No, absolutely <laughs> I'll not. I'll put up with your crazy. <laughs> and she's you know what and you know what I feel like, Seth? She's the type of drunk that I actually like in the fact that she's like drinks her on me all the time. And I like yeah. that. I like that. When you go out with that person, they're just like, let's just get a bottle. And you're like, well, no, I, it's a school night and I just don't want to, I don't, I'm just going to pay for it. Let's just get a bottle. I like that person. I know. Actually, that's, now that you yeah, say I that, me too. Her. I feel that okay. I feel she's that person. So I guess what I really want to ask you is like, are we going to become friends with Stephanie? <laughs> you know what? I think I would be. I think like, I, and I, and I'll tell you why. I think I would be because of the drinks. I would be because of the medis spa, but more importantly, her stories about Ryan, because her and Ryan dated for four years. Mm-hmm. The stories that I would hear about Ryan, I mean, it's golden. Mm-hmm. And then you and I would have our own side conversation and be like, can you believe that? Like she bought him underwear like she was his mom. 100%. Like, like I want her to be my sugar mama now that I <laughs> say that out loud. Like <laughs> she could really provide for us, Mandy. What- this is it. Like that's what I feel. So yeah. I feel that we would be friends, but not like we wouldn't be super close with her. But we would yeah. tie one on with her every once in a while. Yeah, like we'd have a quarterly vendor for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I feel that if she did like how she has all these connections in Belize, I would go with her one time to Belize. Why not? Oh, I mean, if she was paying for the villa, 100% I'd be Yeah, there. I'd totally go. I'd be pouring that bitch's wine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you need a refill. Does mama need a Xanax? Okay, good. And then like, you and I could tuck I her into it. bed when she's like totally tuned yeah. and be like, oh, okay, okay, finally, mama's in bed. Okay, Mandy, yes. what are we doing? You know, yes, that's right. Let's call up Harris. <laughs> totally. Oh my God, Harris, when he took, you know, the boat, the train, the plane. I can't, the, you know what? The bus. I, just, I, I took notes <laughs> on that and it was just like, she really like some of the things that she said about Harris. We're really like this very privileged white American standpoint. Like he, well, in, the, in her tell-all, he was a jungle man. He was a bushman. He had never seen a white person before. And he, and you know, I'd helped his family and I'd given his family money. And same thing with Ryan. Like I knew the family for four years. And so, you know, without me, they wouldn't have anything because, you know, the coronaviruses and the, the employers there are not like the employers here. And so they're not as forgiving. So they would have nothing if it wasn't for me. And I just think I disagree. Yeah, I agree. And I think actually they had the last laugh because they're probably like, yeah. oh, is your crazy bitch coming in town? Okay, go get all your presents. <laughs> Bring them back here. We'll sell them off and away we That's go. That's right. You know, That's just right. put in your time, Ryan. It's all good. It's all good. Like, That's right. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think they, I don't know. I think they were laughing at her and she came across as this like, I'm helping people. And it's Uh, just like a performative act for her. Very much so. Better about herself. And very much so. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. Like, you rented a villa of that. Like, because you know, those things aren't cheap, right? Like, no, not by a mile. Yeah. So, not by a mile. And you dated this guy for four years. Yeah. Right? Like way to go to throw him under the bus. Like and assault is the sexual assault. And I mean, I I I venture to say that I don't think Stephanie would make something like that up. No, no, I agree. And so that is like horrible. And you know, and the way she kind of plays off how TLC treated her after the fact, I don't know if I necessarily believe that, especially in the times that we live in. Had that happened, I don't know, five years ago, two years ago, 
maybe but what she's accusing them of now I'm like that's no I can't see that happening now yeah and I I I agree and I think you know for me it was super baffling when that happened and then she's like frantically looking through her tornado of a room for her family (laughs) ring and then she calls the guy that you know she's saying assaulted her and is like hey thanks for not stealing my ring yes what yes 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 so that was the zanny talking girl that was the zanny talking that's exactly it because like and you know again like i don't want to like I don't want to downplay because like obviously I don't think people make that stuff up or you know what I mean like yeah there's no reason to lie about that but I also think her view potentially could be skewed because I think she was on a lot of cocktails and pills in my opinion and so I mean she she's saying she's not she's saying it's exhaustion regardless I think she has a very foggy memory of certain details of what did or didn't happen and I think that's why she did the tell-all because when she looked back she looks crazy like she looks like she's obviously struggling or has an addictions issue or whatever Mm -hmm. and I think she's just trying to save face now because she could not she could not go on that (laughs) tell-all legitimately like come on with the hard-hitting questions no way no way there's no way, no way she could have with the hard-hitting questions the other couples asking her questions yeah there's no way no there's way no way there's no way she could have and i think in in tlc's defense they're probably happy not to have her come on because you don't need someone like julia asking her about the sexual assault no no exactly i think it's in their best interest but i i don't know i mean if she truly does have a lawsuit underway i just cannot get behind why she would do her own tell-all because like something talking it's the zanny talking well remember when she's talking about her lawyer that's been practicing law for 65 years i literally screamed yeah i was listening because i couldn't watch it while i while the 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 tell-all that she Mm -hmm. put on on instagram so what i would do is play it and like do something so that i didn't have to look at her and okay. I heard that and I literally had to go back and like kind of scroll back, not too much because you know it's Instagram. It's a bit funny. And I was just like, the practicing law for how? No, you meant to say he's 65. Not he's been practicing law for 65 years. Yeah, I tried to find this attorney. Like, I forget oh, yes. what she called his name. And like, Scott and I went back like several times and I was trying to write it down. And I was doing, like, I was on a fact finding mission to find out who this damn attorney is and I couldn't find him he's not coming up I mean the search is not over I'm still continuing to do this but yes 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 um I'm just like look dude like what you cannot say he's been practicing law for 65 years like did he graduate as a lawyer when he was 20 that makes him 85 like bull at best exactly best I'm like best it's just like no like did he like write the tort law in england because that's what it's sounding like to me <laughs> exactly <laughs> when she Come said on. that i was like wait what that doesn't yeah. seem right because we all know how long it takes to become a lawyer and for him and it's like you know she's saying how he wrote a letter and they haven't responded back and it's like well maybe he wrote it on his typewriter and his old man decrepit handwriting and they're like, what garbage is this? Like, have you filed a motion before the court, Stephanie? Does this yeah. guy know what he's doing? Like, there's all these questions I have. Yeah. So I think she's 100% full of shit on many things. And um, this is just her, you know, continuing to have her 10 minutes of fame yeah. and keep the story alive. Because now on her Instagram feed, she's like doing, I don't know, she's in like flowy dresses and stuff. And oh, she's boy. like kind of like modeling she's like i love the warm michigan air or whatever and i'm like what is going on like i don't get her shtick man she's crazy so well, I, think I think she's, she's trying, trying to, be to i think she's trying to bankroll it now because how she could have bankrolled it before had she stayed on the show and been a part of the franchise and how jovi and yara on happily ever after so our mic so you kind of roll right you will you continue yep. on with the franchise and so you're on different aspects of it and if you're lucky enough 
you could be like Chantal and Pedro and get your own show on T- on TLC. Mm-hmm. That's another couple from a previous season. So she's lost that opportunity. So I think she's trying to keep herself relevant because her name on Instagram is 90 day underscore fiance Stephanie. Exactly. Like Stephanie, whatever the hell it is or whatever the name of her medi spa is. So she's just trying to use that as her way to kind of bankroll it and make herself some money. 100%. And, and you know what? A lot of these, that's actually been a really interesting piece of all of this as the season's wrapped up and I've kind of started to see these people emerge on Instagram and they are, they are freaking Roman in it from, oh, yeah. you know, the cameo deals to the people magazine spreads to the, you know, cause like, what's that Angela chick? I know she wasn't on this season, but like, you know, she's got a whole cover spread on people magazine for her yeah. surgery. Um, yeah. I don't know if I told you this, but like I was watching uh, Rebecca's feed like a couple weeks ago and like she's at a Lexus dealership with Saeed or some dealership. And it's like, thanks for making my husband's dreams come true. And they roll off with this convertible BMW that they now own. And I'm like, you only had a shopping cart as furniture when I was looking at your season this is crazy which wasn't that long ago like it's not as if you're talking about like you're watching her and this is like three years later five years later it's literally months later in the middle of a pandemic we saw you working at a chicken joint as a manager well thank you and now you can afford surgery like i mean i'm way too cheap i want the botox but i'm just like sorry how much right how long what no (laughs) i can't afford that i have to keep doing it i don't have to just do it once Right. And meanwhile, she's like, oh, just getting a tummy tuck, some lip injections, some hair extensions. What? Like, yeah, that's and now Alexis and they were sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Like what? Yeah. And then like Jovi and Yara are literally rolling in it now because like, obviously they've had a kid. I think, you know, they've done a few kind of photo shoots with the kid. Mm -hmm. Um, They've also Yara's selling some kind of like jewelry and then these she's made like a clothing line with like a kind of like a moto leather jacket oh okay and so she's just been selling those so i'm just like oh my gosh they're doing cameos so i i think they like it's a very lucrative franchise in my opinion and i think that's why people do this because you say like it it pays off for them so you think of someone like a rebecca like working in a fast food joint who's now you know, going to photo shoots and getting surgery and, you know, driving off with the BMW. Pretty good life. So there's a price to their pride is what we're we're getting at. (laughs) Hey, Nandy, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Everyone's got a price, man. Everyone's got a price. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, this has been a pleasure and a delight as usual. Um, thanks so much for coming on this episode and breaking down the tell all and no, some of the gaps you. seasons. I mean, yeah, I just, I had so much fun with you. So we'll, we'll have to do it again. And thanks yes, so for much. Sure. For sure. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you to Steph's Nistlers for letting me be a part of Steph's podcast. This was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And for everyone listening, you know what? You can get more Nandy on a weekly basis because she's got an amazing podcast called Unsalted with two D's. Like my movies. Yep, that's right. It's on (laughs) Apple, Spotify, all the places you listen to your podcasts. And um, something that Nandy does on her Instagram feed is called the Popcorn Ceiling Chronicles. So she kind of turned that into a podcast. Uh, So tune in. There's awesome little weekly bites that she puts out every Sunday. So thanks, Steph. Yeah, you bet. All right. Well, thanks, girl. I'm sure we'll be chatting more on this podcast. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You take care. Okay. You too, buddy. Bye. Bye.